And welcome back to the latest edition of Strategy and the Virtual Controller. We're talking all things accounting and bookkeeping business uh, and how we can help um, business owners that are in the business of doing accounting and bookkeeping, how we can help them uh, build their business, grow their business through technology, process systems, um, most importantly, through intention and being very intentional about how they build their business the types of services they offer and the types of clients that they work with. My name is Damien Greathead. Uh, I'm sitting in a um, a bit of an overcast, rainy, miserable Sydney. My uh, my co-host Penny Breslin sitting in San Diego. What's happening uh, outside your window, Penny? Sunshine, sunshine, um, and nice little breeze. And thankfully, I think the humidity and the mugginess has finally stopped. And we'll see. It's just, uh, and looking forward to the weekend. Absolutely. Um, Penny, today we're talking, well, actually, recapping over the last couple of episodes, we've been talking about people, we've been talking about um, tools. Um, today's episode, we're going to get a little bit more specific. Um, we've had a couple of questions that have come in um, via LinkedIn and, and really asking about the specifics that sit around multi-factor authentication in uh, for a remote workforce. And this is very specific. And I don't think we've actually gone sort of uh, to this level of detail in an episode before, but it's an interesting thing because we talk about the importance of having a workflow um, installed and utilized and 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 that's what's going that's one of the pieces of the puzzle that will enable a, um, a, a an incredibly productive remote workforce. But one of the um, uh, we had a listener write to us and, and ask the question, okay, I get it. I understand the importance of this, the cloud-based workflow, but what about the security side of things for my clients, um, particularly around multi-factor authentication? How, how currently in our physical office, um, we can get the message or, or alternatively, we've got to reach out to the client. How do we make multi-factor authentication work in a remote environment, and obviously, Penny, you've got the the team uh, in India. Um, how have you guys um, overcome it? Well, we still struggle with it. Even we've been able to overcome it with some clients, and it's kind of like um, it's weird. It kind of builds up. You know, first our clients are all accountants, and their clients first have to let them get an admin user or login. And then the decision is, you know, what do we let our internal staff have access to? And then the, then what do we let our external staff have access to? And how do we allow that access to occur in a very secure environment? Um, And so for us, we have, we have, and it's not just banking that we have to get MFAs on. We have to get MFAs on payroll. You have to get MFAs on um, merchant accounts. You have to get MFAs on credit cards. So I mean, just it's logging becoming, into the just logging into the general ledger. Sometimes you've got to do a multi-factor yeah. Oh, yeah, authentication. Yeah, logging into um, QuickBooks or Zero or, yeah. or anything. We're getting authenticators, or we're getting MFAs. So you have to find ways to get around it. And because we are an outsourcer, we get slammed with security way kind of like way before it gets brought up in the U.S. because, of course, you're a much more secure location, right? Anyway, we won't get into that. But um, so, yeah, so we had to implement a lot of stuff and keep up on it way back. 
And, um, you know, over the last, it's just becoming more and more ubiquitous that that MFA code is going to be needed. And, um, and with all the data feeds and all the data points, I mean, we're working in financial services and, and that is very, very needed. The security on that is very, very much needed. And, you know, as much as people hate these codes or these authenticators, they're real critical. They're real critical. They're good to have, um, email just as horrible. I was just, uh, was talking to Rick this morning. He's going, Hey, I got this email and it just, it says this. I said, Oh shit, don't, don't click on that. That's yeah, yeah. Phishing. And I said, I got seven phishing emails yesterday, just alone that I isolated and reported on. The, the number, the number of, uh, that I get from Amazon these, well, that the appear as Amazon these days, um, text messages to say your, your Amazon delivery is on its way. Click here oh, to God, review yeah. and all that type of stuff. I mean, I'm getting a lot of them on Microsoft. Your Microsoft password needs to be uh, changed. Yes. Right. <laughs> report, report, report. But, but so, you know, you, and, and my managed service provider actually does a lot of that. Um, and I don't get as many as, as I probably would if I didn't have that managed service provider, but it's out there anyway. So we have to get MFA codes and we have to get them in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, so how do we get around that? But I actually have a, a firm that the MFA codes all go to one person in the firm. And I'm going, so what happens if she's on vacation? Yeah. Or out sick. Yeah. You know, and there have been times when she's contacted us and said, hey, guys, I'm going to go offline and you're going to need an MFA code. So ask me right now. <laughs> you know, and it's like, yeah, but I don't I'm not working on that client right now. So, so you know, um, how do you deal with that? And then people go, well, you know, the, the employee just downloads it on their phone. Oh, wow. So authenticators, you can download on your phone. Okay, fine. But uh, how secure is that phone? Yeah. And, you know, and, and why are you letting them access stuff on their phone or their tablet um, when there are ways to get around that? So um, what we're starting to do, oh, and here's the other thing too is, that comes up is, I don't want to get that in some cases. I don't want to get that request for authentication again because I got it once. So I'm not going to clear my cookies because if I do, then I'll have to use the authenticator again or I'll have, I'll have to get the MFA code again. And now you're slowing down your browser and your functionality because you and you're actually destroying your own internal privacies because you're not clearing your cookies. Right. So, uh, you, so there's lots of reasons why it's a good idea to find some way to allow that MFA code to reach the person who needs to have it, especially in a remote environment. And I'm not even talking offshore because if you if your employees are remoting, they not may not be working eight to five either. 
or they may not be working in the same time zone, even within the continental United States and Canada without, you know, as the, as the client. So you don't want them requesting an MFA code at inappropriate times during the day. Um, you know, text the client, I'm going to send you a request for an MFA code. Can <laughs> you just copy paste it over to me? You know, that kind of thing. So um, there are two apps that are out there. There's one that we use primarily because the other app, although it's good, we cannot use it in our environment. Um, but the other app we can use in our environment because of the way it integrates with Slack. And that is Yodly. Yodly. Um, not Yodly, the bank fee, but Yodel.io. The, and it gives me a phone number and I can use an 800 number or I can pick an area code I wanted to have. And that does a multitude of things. It, um, it, I can create multiple numbers. I can link different numbers to different Slack channels. So if it's an incoming marketing call, somebody's calling me on the phone because they're interested in doing business or if, um, and I can, I can set up voice, um, uh, responses so they get an automatic response and then that voicemail or that text message because i can get text messages i can get uploaded images that comes into a slack channel so we have a slack channel called bank right and okay so that phone number is given to our clients to say look at you need to add us and this is the phone number we're going to associate with that login. So the MFA code, nobody ever picks up a phone. It just goes right into the Slack channel. And they get the MFA code when they log into Gusto, when they log into Intuit, when they're logging into Zero, when they're logging into a bank, when they're logging into a merchant services. That's our place to pick up our codes. Okay, so let's let's um, take a couple of steps back here, Penny. So basically, the client gives you an administrator or a um, read-only access to get mm-hmm. what's right. needed. So set you up, sets the firm up on the account, um, mm-hmm. and then as you set that up, you actually enter this yodel.io number into mm-hmm. your profile. And then that that yodel.io number is integrated into Slack. So rather than a text message to your phone, you're getting a text message into into Slack. Is that right? Yeah, which means that right now, that means that anybody who's assigned the work on that team can get the work done. Can get the work done, can press request code, and then it shows up in Slack. Plus the fact that we're not allowed to have phones in the office. Oh, fascinating. We have one phone for authenticators. That yeah. phone does not have a phone number associated with it. It's just connected to the internet. Just Wi-Fi enabled. Okay. Just Wi-Fi enabled. And it's one phone and it's kept under lock and key. And the people that need, because some, like Thompson Routers needs an authenticator. Zero yep. needs an authenticator. Um, some Microsoft Office requires an authenticator, Duo, something like that. So that team member will request the office manager bring the phone to them they'll get their authentication and log in, you know, and then when they come back from their lunch break, we do the same thing. Then the phone's put away. But the majority of banks and credit cards and payroll companies, the MFA code works. 
And so we do, that's easier for us than the authenticator. So mm-hmm. we do request that and, and nobody ever needs a phone. I don't, to tell you the truth, even I don't, I open up Slack to get even my own personal stuff in my own um, Slack channel, private Slack channel. Yeah. Cause I can have as many numbers as I want. And the other one is grasshopper. That does not work for us because of the server environment that we work in and because it doesn't work with an overseas location IP, mm-hmm. but um, it does work very well here in the United States uh, to do the exact same thing. I'm getting voice messages. I'm getting text messages and they can upload images to us also. So at, at one point, we had a client who, um, when they came to us a couple of years ago, they still had a lot of old school payroll that they were doing before they moved everybody into a, a cloud-based online system. And we were getting, we were doing the payroll manually in um, on on a payroll company entering time. And, you know, we would get text images to that Slack channel through yodel.io of they would hand write out their employees' time and text it to us, and then we would input it so we could run the payroll. Um, Luckily, that stopped. (laughs) But that's why one of the reasons why they came to us is to help them get through that aspect of take that off our plate while we move all of our clients into this cloud-based system. But I mean, very interesting and and a a great way that technology, that you're using technology to solve this security problem, not problem, but security that's in place to protect. Yeah, it's not a problem. It's important that we have it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I think that like I've had just this week alone, uh, two different conversations with two different firms about this and, um, and, you know, where they're going, well, the client won't give us an admin access. So I have to call the client and request. And I said, good for you. Too bad. I hope you're charging them a lot of money. <laughs> um, but, you know, have you thought about talking to your client about, you know, if you want to keep this relationship with this bank, fine. But this bank doesn't play well with all the technology. I mean, let's face it. QuickBooks, Wave, uh, Zero, all, all of these bank feeds, accounting suite, they all have bank feeds coming into them. And you get pissed because they're broken, but it's not the accounting general ledger's fault that it breaks. No, no. Because, <laughs> you know, each one of them uses a different scraper. And... It's not necessarily even the scraper's fault that it breaks. It's the banks. And the banks don't play well. And so you're not only chasing your customers, you're chasing the banks. Well, I try to talk all of my direct clients out of it, out of using their local bank. And I've been pretty good at doing that and go, look, I understand you have to have a relationship with this local bank. You've got a line of credit with them. You've got a loan with them. Fine. But let's isolate the money that you have in that bank account and make it less important to how we deal with managing the funds, yeah. the day-to-day income and expenses of your business. And let's use a high-tech fintech bank that's willing to work with us, willing to work with this GL app, 
whichever one that you're using, and plays well in the sandbox with others, let's move it. And then let's just do a month, uh, a monthly, weekly, or whatever it is required transfer. And eventually start depositing the money that you make into that fintech bank. And now all we're doing is transferring money out, and that's owner distribution. Or it's specific, in it, but it's not something that daily affects. And so I can still have this ability to help you with advisory services because now this one little thing, I always know why money's being transferred in and out of it. And if I can't get the connected feed, it's okay because I got it on one side anyways. And it's a true operating account. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it is. Yeah, it's that, it's that true operating account. But it, it's, it's sort of interesting because accountants and bookkeepers, we're making recommendations on applications. We're making recommendations on the general ledger. We're making recommendations on um, on on Dext or on um, what other apps to use in terms of the day-to-day and trying to make our clients' lives easier. But I, I, I do feel like the, um, interestingly, banks are probably, they feel like they're, um, whether or not accountants and bookkeepers are actually making recommendations to their clients on the banking institutions and, and, and those types of relationships. And why not? Because to your point, you've, you, you've probably got some pretty old school banks out there, old school credit unions, where the technology is pretty, pretty rudimentary. Um, but you've obviously got the relationship there. You've got the loan. You probably you might have um, the line of credit. Um, you obviously have a relationship there. But if that's actually impeding your client's ability to get real time or as close to real time data, and it impacts your ability to do your job and, and take on that advisory role, then you got to have that conversation, don't you? I do. Yeah. But I think yeah, I, I think it's. Go for a penny. So Penny, how do you have that conversation with clients to say, we need to move you away from your, your 10 year or maybe five year business banking relationship? Well, first of all, what is it that we're doing for the client? Again, we go back to what is it you want to do? Okay, so if what I'm doing and what I'm choosing to do is do that client advisory services, CAS, what, K, K, you call it CASS, CAS, whatever, you know what? You're hanging out with the client and you're being a mother. I'm sorry, David, I'm stealing your line from Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, <laughs> you're being a mother with tough love. And you're just going to go look at if what you want me to give you is a static report after the fact, then keep on doing what you're, you're doing with your bank and um, and I'll keep on bugging you and I'll charge you an arm and a leg and you'll be pissed because you're really not getting anything from me. But if you really want to have this consulting uh, partial CFO services, it behooves you to show them the benefits of what it means to have real-time data. Real-time data is one thing. Real-time data that gives you a conversation piece with your client who helps them do something to make actionable events in their business, that's different. So what do you want? You need the tools. And so you have to show them, look at, if if we do it this way, this is what's in it for you, right? I know what's in it for me. 
because that means that I'm not bugging you. All I'm doing is having really fun conversations with you at the local pub or wherever it is I'm going to have conversations with you these days on Zoom or whatever. And, you know, we'll have a conversation about your business rather than where is it? And we're going to do things that talk about the future of your business, not what you were doing in the past. And we, we do talk about the past, but only as how you've moved away from it, hopefully. So if I am going to provide those services, you fucking kidding yourself if you can goddamn think you can do it with an old old technology in the background managing everything so yeah sorry you want me to do this we signed up this consulting agreement i promised you i would give you this i can't do it if you don't do this if you don't do this yeah no but but could i just sort of (laughs) play um a bit stupid here what what and and relay fire relay bank the relay fire that's one of the 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 banks that you use. Um, yes, one of these. I use new that a lot. I will be honest banks. with you. That I use Yodel and RelayFi. And yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's fine. But I'm, what I'm curious about, and this is my own education as well. What what does RelayFi do, which is different to a um, Best Western Credit Union, or Best Western's not the right name, but you, you, you get what all, I mean. It doesn't break on the feed. Okay, so either, so, so it's a, so that either, integration it's a direct integration. Yeah. The integration isn't it? it's great. is great. Yeah, um, the integration uh, is great. The I don't ever have to ask for a statement. Um, I can, uh, on a permission space, allow team members to see and do things. My clients definitely have the ability to move money in and out of their account, but I don't but I can see all the movement. I can do uh, transfers from account to account within the relay, find multiple accounts. And the other thing too is, you know, um, there's a lot of times when you want to set up multiple accounts for a client and and do some kind of uh, money management. It just makes it easier. And the mobile app is great. they have, you know, they have some added features that are coming out that I'm aware of that I think are even make it even better uh, than it has been in the past. And in the past, I think it's always been great. I mean, I had to tell you, I got frustrated with the brick and mortar bank that I had been banking with that basically um, for almost 20 years, but they did have good technology. But when I saw this, I switched myself first. And I worked in it for six months with my own company and went, shit. And then I told everybody who signed up with me, you need to do this. And and basically that that is that there's a couple of things there. There's first and foremost, there's that conversation. You you've got to do this to enable us to provide the level of support that we can provide. That you've requested from us. That you've requested from us. Yeah, good point. Um, but then second of all, it's it's that operating environment, the and the visibility, and I guess the it, it, it essentially sets up a separate um, in banking environment, doesn't it? That is, oh, that, yeah. is that is separate from your your standard day to day banking. But but this is a, a banking environment that is set up specifically for your business that 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 has and everyone everyone that needs access to has the right level of access to and and has visibility into it. Is is that correct? 
Yes, and and it's critical because they understand in this case for this bank and you know other fintechs are coming along too. I mean, they still are, unfortunately a lot of them do personal banking. They don't do business banking. So this one is. I mean, I'm I, I'm not here to to necessarily tell everybody they, they can do whatever they want to do, but I'm just telling you it makes flipping life easier. Not only for me, but for my clients, and they all like it, and they're all amazed at how easy it is for them to track what's going on, also. And you know what? It keeps them out of the general ledger. Yeah, yeah, good point. No, you guys yeah. who run general ledgers don't like that, but um, frankly, uh, my my the transparency I have on what's really going on with uh, money going between accounts and being spent, it really is easier to manage and it allows us to, to catch things quicker. And, you know, there's a lot less time spent on waiting and for where is it. And we're not sure about what that transaction was for. And it's actually more secure, isn't it? So rather oh, yeah. than sort of yeah. all of these... Uh, you know, texting your client for a multi for a code and all this type of stuff. It, it is actually more secure. Yeah, and we put MFA on Relay Fi. You, you, no, 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 no. I understand that, but 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 what I mean though is it's it's because you're in this 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 environment. Oh, you're yeah, not extreme, trying yeah. to create all of these workarounds that actually no impact. Workaround. That's the other thing too. Is yeah. There's no flipping workaround with this. It's just very direct. And it's the workarounds that actually impact the data security. Um, and so, well, yeah, again, like people, it, people it, it, will break, they will abrogate the security because you've given them a job to do and they just throw their hands up and go, shit, I'm just going to go back to the old school way of doing things. Yeah. Because at least then I wasn't stopped by a computer and the program doesn't work. It's like if the program works, sometimes like uh, somebody brought up something like, well, that isn't secure. Did you see an article about this security? I said, yeah, you know what? The program works. The people who are using it are breaking the security. Yeah. And, and, and it, it is one of those things that I got a notification. Optus, the biggest, uh, second biggest telecom provider here. There's a big data breach. It's going to happen. So you have to be prepared for it. You have to be ready exactly. for it. You have to um, be know what next steps are, etc. I mean, I think this is sort of interesting. It's it, it again. I think it's um, accountants and bookkeepers taking on that advisor role. And and as you said, this is a level of service that you've requested of us. Here are the tools that we need. And and. We, we as the, the the providers of that service need to go beyond just the tech, but it's also the 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 banks and and where do we go for that information? Whether it's the general edge of the bank, um, the, the and that's just the bank. Company. I mean, we started this with MFA codes, and everybody has MFA codes. For crying out loud, if I want to log in to get a charge something on my Macy's card, I have to put in a flipping yeah. MFA code. So <laughs> I hadn't done it in like a year. <laughs> and it was like, I got to go get something for somebody and I just want them to ship it. And I went, oh man, they got MFA codes for this too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on. You know? Yeah. I mean, it, again, it's sort of, it's, it's, it's where we're headed. And I, I think ultimately greater control over your greater control over your, the, the business finance, the business operations, greater um, 
speed of service in terms mm -hmm. of being able to get the data that we need. We're well, not and waiting. You know what happens when you get speed of service? You can take on more clients. Yeah, yeah. Efficiently. Or, or, or you That's actually, or, or that advisory part actually grows with your current client base because you've got that time to to talk through things. I, as, as I sort of, I logged on to RelayFi.com and, and, and you were talking about having different bank accounts and you can move money around and obviously the full um, transparency and audit trails there. But it, it did get me thinking about um, Rachel and she's a profit first pro. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm assuming that they set up the bank, just, just would be setting up the, the different bank accounts that they propose in, yeah. in profit first mm -hmm. would be here. Yeah. So you can move money around easily. And mm -hmm. to your point, when you're ready, you move the owner's distribution out of the, out of the bank. To yeah. back, back, back to Great Western Credit Union or Best Western Credit and, Union. And, and I can't do that part. Yeah. For my clients, I can't move money externally. I can do it on my own accounts, <laughs> uh, but uh, they can't. Again, so but, but user permissions, like again, yeah, the, user the, permissions that create and, this and, secure and environment. We, dialed in that the only time that transfer goes out or a transfer comes in that's from an external account, we know which one it is now because we yeah. made that decision that that's what that is and that's what that's being used for. And you still have the relationship with that bank. And then once it's in there, fine. And if I don't get that statement for that bank, because that bank flipping breaks all the time and they never give you, here's, here's one. This one that just came up today. Oh, it was like amazing. Uh, client back east, she goes, she, she, she texts me, she slacked me this morning. She goes, has the team finished this this uh, client? Um, and I said, well, they, they've they done everything except reconcile because you haven't given us the statements. You know, because it was like a year's worth of reconciliation. We're still waiting for the last three months of statements. And they said, oh, that's because one bank sold to another bank and we lost access to all the online statements when that happened. <laughs> but, shit. <laughs> she goes, yeah. So as long as they did the allocation, we're walking over to the client's office and getting the physical copies of the bank statements. And, I'll take it from here. And I went, oh my god. She goes, yeah, I know. Oh wow. <laughs> Look, luckily it's only three months, so we had gotten everything except for the last three months done. Uh, but you know, like. They don't even play well with their own customers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, isn't that insane? We've got to physically walk over to our to our client's office to pick up three months worth of bank statements. Yeah, because the bank sold. Yeah, yeah, and they didn't Which... make them available on the new one, and nobody was notified. Wow. Yeah. Um, Penny, I think that's a sort of a, a, a good place to to end today's episode, and I, I actually think again. We were sort of a little bit worried about is this too specific, but actually this is this is an issue that impacts the day-to-day -day operation of of firms that are trying to grow this business, that are trying to provide that level of service to their clients. Um, and and ultimately getting access to data is is one of the biggest inhibitors to um to firms being successful with this, but actually there's a solution out there, um, certainly for the multi-factor authentication, but also the the actual the 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 growth of these neo banks or fintech banks or whatever they're they're called. They're all backed by FDIC insured um, uh, brick and mortars 
but they have a different approach to their technology platform, which opens up um, a world of opportunity for, for you, your firm and your clients. So you got to check it out. And, and ultimately, there's, there's really no excuse to not providing this level of service as long as you're willing to have the conversation with your clients. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? Yeah, what do you want to do? And what are the tools that are going to enable me to do it? And and yeah, if if, if sort of the the bitching and moaning and chasing clients, then then here's a solution. So get out and do it. Or you could bitch and moan. Or you could bitch and moan and and um, and complain to your mother or counselor or or whoever whoever uh, whoever you call on and lean on uh, when yeah. you do need to. And she's to likely complain. to give you some tough love. Yeah. <laughs> what we all need sometimes, I think. <laughs> well, Patty, um, thank you very much. Another great episode. So uh, relayfire.com, yodel.io. We'll put the links up in and there. Grasshopper.com. Say again? Grasshopper. I can't use it, but certainly it's effective with a lot of accounting firms out there. And big caveat, we're not compensated or anything no, along those lines no, for these recommendations. No, but it's, I but just, it's, it's I, I'm trying to make my life easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're try- that, that's what we're trying to do is just make our lives easier. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, Penny, um, always a pleasure. We'll, we'll uh, talk to you next week. All right. Have a good one, Damien. Yeah, you too, Penny. Um, folks, um, hit us up. SATVC.co is our website. Uh, find us on LinkedIn. Uh, Penny Breslin, Damien Greathead. There's not too many of us on LinkedIn, so you should be able to find us pretty easily. And do us a favor, if you've enjoyed the episode, um, leave a rating. Um, Leave a rating, leave a comment. Uh, We'd be greatly appreciated. Have a great day.